You're listening to the Kingdom Culture Church Podcast. To connect with us, hop on social media or go to kingdomculturechurch.com.au. Hi, KCC family and friends. So good to see you. Well, we have lift off. Welcome to our first KCC Preach Online. Um, I'm just wanting you to relax and uh, just enjoy uh, I just want to give a big shout out to all of the uh, church team, the media team and all the volunteers who have been able to um, make this happen. It's just been amazing. You know, one of our key values is being adaptable and they've just so demonstrated that in such short amount of time that we've been able to put this together to ensure that you have KCC Church community on Sunday. So excellent. So a big shout out to them all. Are you in your lounge room there? You can give them a big shout out. Hi, guys. Thank you. So wasn't worship amazing? And um, did you manage to give in the offering time? I hope you did. And if you didn't, well, you can pause right now. This is the joy of this format. And um, I'll just wait for you while you go and give. Okay, just, we'll just chat here, Sam and I. Ah, it's a good day, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great day. I'll have another cup of coffee. Thanks, Sam. Okay, you're done. Excellent. Great. Good to have you back. So, so important to give uh, so that we can bless our community and see transformation. Um, also want to know if it's actually your birthday today. Hey, Sam, can we have like an old-fashioned birthday song request like they did in my dad's day on the radio? You know, they used to, used to send in birthday requests. So if it's your birthday, we're wishing you a happy birthday. Is that okay, Sam? Oh, Sam gives a thumbs up. Awesome. No, seriously, I just want to welcome you. I want you to engage. I want you to say amen. I want you to lean in. Um, and I want you to be open-hearted because I really believe that what God has given me to say to you is going to bless you and encourage you, okay? Just as you would if you were at church on Sunday, lean in, have that open-hearted posture. First off, I just want to say that with everything that's going on, as I said in that video I put up the other day, God is not on the back foot here. He really is not on the back foot. He is not asleep. Do you remember last year uh, when God spoke to us about the women's conference? Our theme was God's sacred breath. And we know, you know, we talked about our key verse was creation. God's sacred breath was moving over the face of the deep. And uh, there was darkness, there was chaos, and the spirit was hovering there waiting for the father to speak. And he said, let there be light. And, you know, that is very same thing is happening today. There's darkness, there's chaos, but God has poised us to be in a position where we can speak light into the darkness. So you have a really important part to play, and I want you to listen in, and I want you to take that away, that you have a part to play. We're called the children of God because his spirit is in us. His sacred breath is in us. He is a creator God. He has his DNA. We have his creative DNA. Therefore, I want you to be prepared for God to download creative solutions to you. And I really believe that that's what's going to happen. I believe last year that God prepared us for this. When God gave Rob the theme for this year, our vision, focus, spirit without measure. When he gave me the vision, focus, our theme for confidence, which is uh, times are changing. Even though we didn't know, God knows. Even though we are feeling like we're in uncharted territory, God is not, um, he is not in uncharted territory. He knows and he is leading us. So be encouraged. Okay, so one of the things I've been listening to in preparing for today was starting to listen to the podcasts from last year, from December and January. So I just want to give a quick plug for our podcasts um, because we have such excellent content there. And I was listening to Rob's Christmas one. I was so inspired. And um, I started to think, um, 
you know, in this series that we're doing here, this is week one in I'm Not Anxious, which is so uh, key to what we're all facing at the moment. I was listening to Rob's podcast on Christmas, and I thought how much has shifted in our landscape since Christmas when the coronavirus was first mentioned in December last year. So I thought you might want a little bit of Christmas warmth and predictability. You know, I love Christmas, don't we? Because there is that. We know what's going to happen. We put our tree up. The decorations are in the shops. You start to like, Christmas is here. Yay. So um, I thought you could put your little Christmas hat on. And if you've got it on hand, which I have mine. Thank you, Sam Q. Christmas hat. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not going to put it on because that would really damage my lovely straightened hair, which is so important at the moment. But... It's just a little cue, a little visual aid for you to come with me into the Christmas story. Okay, so get your Bibles, your notebook, your coffee, sit back. So I'm sharing this story because Jesus is not just for Christmas. We're going to start reading through the uh, chapter of 2 in the book of Luke. So if you want to get your Bibles, open it up to the Luke number two, chapter 2, verse 8. And I want to just warn you, I'm going to be stopping often through the reading to just teach you and encourage you around certain key words. Okay? So if you're comfortable, we'll begin. So Luke 2 verse 8, there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. I want you to listen to that word, keeping watch. Where else do you hear that in the Bible? When we're reading the Bible, it's really important to, um, and you can do this at home. This is, you, you, you open it, you read it and go, God, what does that word keeping watch mean? You can study it up. Actually, they were keeping watch over their flock. And I started to think, you know, as pastors for Rob and I, God has asked us to keep watch over you, our flock. But it also says that the fivefold ministry is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So you are a minister and you have a flock. Who is your flock? Your kids, your friends, your neighbours. And God is asking each one of you to keep watch over them to pray for them. Especially in this time, it's really important to um, encourage one another and stand with one another. It's a great opportunity to reach out to your neighbour. So the key, one of the keys to not being anxious, I'm going to give you some keys intermittently through through this uh, preach, is to keep up your daily routine. Uh, This is what these shepherds were doing. They were doing what they do daily. They were keeping watch over their flocks. So it's important not to stop what you're doing. There's two things that tend to happen when we feel that we have no control. We tend to drop the things that we do have control over, like making our bed, doing the dishes, those sorts of things, emptying the bins, and we start to want to control everybody else around us. If you find yourself doing that, it is very normal, but it's not healthy. The truth is we can only control ourselves and the things in our very small world. I mean, we partner with the Holy Spirit to make a difference in the world, but practically on an everyday basis, it's really helpful and healthy to keep uh, those routines up. That way you have, like in my house, I just try and keep my kitchen, lounge room, bedroom sort of tidy if I'm really busy. That way I have a place of peace to retreat to. I want you to listen for those words, faith, hope and love through this message. I want you to realise that you are also being watched. Your children are watching you. Your friends are watching you. They know you're a Christian. So what does being a Christian mean in this season? How is it different to them? So the changes we need to make, it's really um, important that in order to... We are, mo- we are modelling what we, how we live a Christian life in the middle of this. And you can model it really well because you have access to the fruit of the Spirit. You have access to the Holy Spirit. And so you can respond in patient, with patience. You can respond with tolerance. It's really important to make sure that your kids don't live on a diet 
of drama because that only fuels anxiety. And even for yourself, minimise how much you are watching the news and make sure you are doubling up your time of reading the word. You might feel afraid, but you don't have to act afraid. Find some great stories online about hope and courage of people in the face of adversity. Share them with your kids. Read the Psalms. Learn them off by heart. God is able and wanting to speak to you about your daily life. Okay, so we're going to go back. Are you keeping up with me? We're going to go back to Luke 2 verse 9. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord, Lord shone around them and they were terrified. Many actually today have their hearts in fear, not knowing what to expect next. But I want to assure you that God is with you. God comes and speaks in ways that we're not expecting. Even in the middle of this virus and everything that's happening, God is able to speak to you and he wants to speak to you. He is not the cause of it, but we know that all things work together for good and God is able to work this together for good. This We are poised to be a blessing to our community. We have a great opportunity here. So what is he wanting to say to you today? Just what he said to those shepherds 2,000 years ago. He said to them in verse 11, do not be afraid. God says that over 100 times in the Bible, do not be afraid. You can say, how can I not be afraid? Have you heard the news? Have you read the Smart Traveller website? I have this morning, believe me. But we need to be like the children of Isca in the Old Testament. They, had, they knew the, the signs of their times. They knew the season and they had wisdom, but they also had faith. We have wisdom, which is what, why we're doing this online, why we've done the things and the changes to church. But we also need to have faith because our peace of mind is not based on what the ABC, the SBS or the BBC says. No, our peace is based on what the good news of the Bible says. Can I get an Amen. Thank you. The angel says, I bring you good news and great joy for you today. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Saviour. There is so much to that word. Can you just say it to yourself? Jesus, saviour. We have a saviour who knows us. He knows exactly what you're going through, that you're tempted to be fearful, that you're tempted to curl up into a ball at home and just not face things. But he has been through that and he is praying for you and we are praying for you. We're actually going to go and have a quick look in the Old Testament into the book of Isaiah, verse 9, chapter 9. Isaiah was a prophet. 700 years before Jesus was born, he prophesied about Jesus' birth. It says in Isaiah 9, verse 1, There will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephathi. But in the future, he will honour Galilee of the nations. Why Galilee? Why be so specific? Isn't that risky as a prophet being so specific? You know, you could fail and get it wrong. But God's words in the Bible are so specific and he knows the specific and details of your life. Jesus was born in Bethlehem and grew up in Galilee. Just like Fred was born in the UK, grew up in the UK and in Queensland. God knows where you were born, where you live. He knows your name. He puts those details in there to encourage you that he knows your story. An example of a man whose daily life affected thousands of people is Arthur Stace. You may not remember his name. Maybe you know him as Eternity Man. It's one of the words that captivated the people of Sydney and beyond. For 30 years, from the 1930s to the 1960s, Eternity was written in beautiful copper plate script with yellow chalk on the pavements of Sydney, New South Wales, Newcastle and Melbourne. It just took one man, Arthur Stace, Mr Eternity. He was an underclass battler. He was a former junk, drunk. He was a criminal. 
but he inspired, he had been a criminal, but he inspired an entire city. So much so that the Sydney Olympics, they had eternity, didn't they, up on the um, Sydney Harbour Bridge. I want you to ask yourself today, what is my story? What is God asking of me today? It really matters how you live at the moment because your story is not for you. It also affects your children, your neighbours, and it becomes part of their story. Just as Isaiah's story became part of Jesus' story 700 years later, your story is not just in this short segment. We are eternal and what we do has an eternal significance. It says in Ephesians that God knew us before the foundation of the world. So we know God knows your story. Going back to Isaiah, it says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, and those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Let's just stop and think about that, the word light. You can study that at home and know that Jesus came as the light of the world, and we have his light on the inside of us. So we are called to be light and salt in our area. You are able to bring light to people who are in darkness. It says in verse 6, this is so beautiful, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. The government is on God's shoulders, not on yours. He is the counsellor. He is your mighty God. He is your everlasting father and he is your prince of peace. It's really important to take time through the day to remember the scripture, what it says, that God's word is true. So when you're feeling anxious, you know, whatever you're facing, you have time to just get away for a minute and just center yourself to say, God, I just remember, I just turn my eyes to you and remember that you are the prince of peace in this situation. And remember what God's word says. This is such a good time to get into God's word and speak it over yourself. You know, Rob talked about it in one of his messages last year, that here we go. He talked about raising the sail and catching the wind of the spirit. And, you know, if we're like a boat, our tongue is like the rudder of the boat. It directs the boat. So it's really important what we say to ourselves and what we say over ourselves and to others. Because it says in John 14 that God is not... Uh, sorry, in Timothy, it says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and he promises to leave us peace. He said in John verse 27, 14 verse 27, he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give you peace that the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Isn't that beautiful? It's not the peace. You're not going to get peace looking out everywhere over there and trying to fix everything and control everything. You will get peace by coming into the quiet place and looking to the Lord and saying, God, I don't, it's not actually, peace doesn't come from knowing the outcome of everything. Peace comes from surrendering. And so I'm asking of that of you today and I'm just encouraging you that that is the secret to peace. Even for me, like um, with Rob and them being in, in India and waiting for them to return, I have to as well keep looking to the Lord and saying, God, you make a way. You look after them. You watch over them. I can't control those circumstances, but God is able to control and look after things where we cannot control. It 
It says in Luke 2, verse 12, this will be a sign to you, you will find a baby wrapped in clothes lying in a manger. Incredible details that God would give about a baby being wrapped in clothes lying in a manger, which was a food trough. It was a very inconvenient time to be born. It was a very inconvenient time for Mary to fall pregnant, being 13 and unmarried. God is actually able to move and speak and accomplish great things in very inconvenient times. What I want you to see in this scripture is the details that God, when you read the Bible, look at the details that God puts in there and know that he cares about the details in your life. It's important that we don't overlook the details in our own life. As I said before, maintain structure in your day. Maintain looking after yourself, getting enough sleep, making your bed, eating breakfast, drinking water. Those details are actually really important to keeping anxiety at bay. Back to the Christmas story. We're going to finish here. In Luke 2, it says, Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those who his favour rests. That's you. I'm asking those of you who are listening who don't know Jesus, I want to explain to you how you can know peace and how you can know him. Maybe you've just happened to log on to our website or the, on the YouTube channel and you're going, well, I don't actually know who this is. Maybe you've heard of Jesus, but maybe you don't know him as the Prince of Peace. Jesus said, he gives an invite. Many times in the gospel, he said, if you're thirsty, come, I have water to drink. If you're hungry, come, I have food for you. Jesus came to provide a pathway back to God for us. He said, I am the door, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. But just like on Christmas Day, if there's a whole stack of presents under the tree for your kids. And if your kids just came down and said, wow, great lot of presents, love it, but didn't open any, you'd be thinking, strange. Jesus, God has given Jesus as a gift to the world and to you. It said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's an invitation for you to know life. Jesus invites you, but you have to unwrap the present. You have to take the present and unwrap it. How does that happen? It happens by actually remembering and reading and understanding what the Bible says. Maybe you've never read the Bible, so you don't know. So let me tell you what it says. The Bible says that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says that when Adam and Eve sinned, all of creation came into slavery to the devil. It's a bit like all of creation was kidnapped and unable to live freely under a cruel master, even though they don't even realise it. They're so dumbed down and numb to the fact that they, of their true identity and reality and destiny that they don't know. But they need to be ransomed. And there was no way for them to be ransomed except for Jesus to come. And so God said, Jesus, will you go? And Jesus said, I will go. I will go. I'll be born as a baby. I'll live as a man. I'll make a way. I'll live a perfect life. I'll choose daily to say, God, not my will, but yours be done. He lived as a man. He knew exactly the same things as you and I did. He actually gave up his glory in heaven to be able to live in the confines of a body like you and me. So the Bible says we've all sinned and deserve God's judgment. God the Father sent his only son to satisfy that judgment for those who believe in him. Jesus, the creator, the eternal son of God, lived a sinless life. And he loves, he loves you so much that he died for your sins. You know, sins is just falling short of the glory of God. You might think, I'm not a sinner, but the Bible says we have all sinned. You didn't choose to sin, you were actually born into that slavery. But 
He took our punishment that we deserve. He was buried. He rose again from the dead. If you truly believe and trust in your heart, you receive Jesus as your saviour and you say, Jesus, you are Lord. The Bible promises that you will be saved from judgment and spend eternity with God in heaven. These are serious times that we're living in. And it's really important that you know where you will spend eternity. We are eternal. But you have a choice where you will spend eternity. I really believe that while I've been speaking, the Holy Spirit has been tugging on your heart. And wherever you are, maybe you're on your own, maybe you're with others, you feel there's a sense of tugging, there's a sense of something happening on the inside of you. That's the Holy Spirit. And he's inviting you to respond, to make the most important decision of your life, and you can make it right now. So if you want to make that decision, you can pray this prayer with me. Okay? Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. Why I'm tearing up is because I made that decision when I was 13. And I can tell you that God is faithful. And I can't promise you everything that I know that's going to happen. And I know things are very serious, but I want to encourage you that he is faithful and you can find peace. So I want to encourage you, if you've made that decision, we would love for you to, um, there'll be an email as part of this in the link um, in the notes. There'll be an email there that you can send us your details because we would love to get in contact with you. We know that people can feel very isolated at the moment. And so it's even if you haven't made that decision and you want prayer, send us an email. Let us know where you are and who you are so that we can pray for you. So bless you, KCC family. Thank you for um, uh, listening in. And uh, I really encourage you, get onto the podcast this week, listen to them and be encouraged with what God's word and be a blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing. So be a blessing to those in your street, in your, in your neighborhood. Amen. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.